0: Good morning, and thank you for joining in with us this morning at Bloomer Baptist Church. We are in Daniel chapter 2, part 2. Please turn in your copies of God's Word to Daniel chapter 2, specifically to verse 17 through 24. Daniel chapter 2. We've got a lot to talk about today, even though the Scripture might not be as long as last week. It's probably going to take just as much time. So this will be part 2 of chapter 2, saving part three for next week. Daniel chapter two, verse 17 to 24. Let's get right into it this morning. But please, please, please be sure to follow along in your Bible because I, I can't guarantee the scripture will be up here completely the whole amount of time. Daniel 2, 17 through 24, we read this. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, And Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, and this is what we're going to focus on today, blessed be the name of God. Forever and ever. To whom belong wisdom and might? He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might. And have now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. Therefore, Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show the king the interpretation. Again, we're focusing on just that middle section today, just Daniel's prayer of praises, his thanksgiving praises. You see, I often criticize myself greatly for my prayer life. Maybe you do too. But this week, as I studied this passage, I came to a realization that I do not think that we have such a problem with prayer as much as praise. Praises of thanksgiving, thanksgiving praises. Now please understand that yes, I believe all of our lives should be characterized by prayer, more prayer. We can all pray so much more than what we do and that's what I critique myself of. But far too often prayer is not what is missing completely from our life, it's praise. You see, we cry out to God when we are in a crisis. We pray. Even if we're not doing it consciously, our very souls cry out to God. Sometimes in very disrespectful ways, I might add, as maybe you use his name in vain, but yes, you still cry out to him. We cry out to God for help when we do not know what to do or when we are in pain. But we often forget to recognize God when the answers, the solutions, the salvations from our problems come into our lives. Here in our scripture today, we see the thanksgiving praises of Daniel. He does not forget God. He gives thanksgiving praises. Now, I remind you from last week's scripture, a message that Daniel had a problem. The king had a problem. And because of his problem, the king's problems, Daniel, his friends, and the other wise men of Babylon, the dream interpreters, would also have a huge problem. Problem. They would be torn limb from limb, killed and cut into pieces, we were told, if they could not solve the king's problem of interpreting his dream. Now, this was a real serious problem. Listen to last week's message for more on this. But it was a crisis, if you would. And Daniel prayed for an answer. He waited for the answer. And what we're told is God revealed the mystery that no one else could reveal. And now Daniel gives thanksgiving praises to God. Here's where we are today. Daniel's response of praise is a challenge for us to look to and use as a guide for everyday living. Daniel's response of praise is a challenge for us to look to and use as a guide in everyday living. We're going to look to this challenge. We're going to look to this praise. We're going to see how did Daniel praise God? How can we praise God? You see, Daniel praises God for who God is, for God's wisdom, for God's power or might or his omnipotence, God's sovereignty, his omniscience, and the revelations. Let me say that once more because I don't have it on the screen for you, but we'll be going through those one by one today. Daniel praises God for who God is, for God's wisdom. For God's power or might or omnipotence, God's sovereignty, God's omniscience, and the revelations. Daniel first praises the subject, God, before moving to praising the object of God or his attributes, his characteristics. Daniel, again, gives us a great example of how to praise God ourselves. And the first example is where we ended last week. Daniel praised God first. Before going to the king with the news, before trying to save everyone's limbs and life, Daniel took the time to give all the credit to God. You see, we should always be more interested in God's glory than we are of our own. We should always be more interested in God's glory than we are of our own. But one thing about this that we did not discuss last week is how this showed yet another example of Daniel's bold face and integrity. Notice this. Daniel did not wait to praise God until after he met with the king to verify that God's revelation was correct, that the dream indeed was what he dreamed. No. He immediately believed the revelation of the mysterious dream in which God gave him, and he praised God. Now, I I, I kind of imagine this as Daniel, praising God as he bowed down before him, hands lifted up. Maybe his face was on the ground. Maybe he was laying prostrate at the Lord's feet as he just praised God, the Father, for all that God had given him, for this mysterious dream being exposed to him. And not just the dream, you see, but the interpretation. Daniel praised God. And I seem to think, because I see this example of Daniel's life over and over again, of Daniel being in awe of God, reverence of God, fearing God, not fearing for his life, trembling with fear because he's afraid of being smitten down with a lightning bolt or something, but he feared God in reverence of the power of God, in respect and in love. Daniel, I envision giving God everything as he recognized the great power of God to reveal wisdom and might, power. You see, Daniel did not wait to praise God until after he met with the king to verify the revelation. Daniel praised God first. No, not after, first. You see, Daniel knew God's revelation to be true, Daniel faithfully praises God. Daniel faithfully praises God. He believed it to be true. He took God at his word, per se. God has given us so much revelation already through history and his word today as well. And yet so often we think we must get proof first. Let's see how this plays out, we may think. Let's put this to the test. Daniel does not put the newfound knowledge to the test. Daniel faithfully praises God. But who does he praise? I mean, he's in a country, he's in a nation, and he's in an empire of false god worship. He's been studying for years this demonology, this false idol worship, this culture of Babylon. But notice, he doesn't worship these gods. He doesn't praise these gods. He praises the one true God, Daniel gives his thanksgiving praises to God, the one true God. Daniel praises the God of heaven. That's what it says, folks, the the God of heaven. Not the God of the sun, not the moon, not the stars, not the God of love, not the God of war, or whatever any of those other Greek gods would have been. The God of heaven. The one true God, the all-powerful God, the God who created all those things and more, everything we're told was created by God, by his spoken word. You see, Daniel praises God for who he is. The subject is God, the God of heaven. And as one pastor once said, heaven is his throne, earth is his footstool. The God of heaven makes heaven what it is. Heaven is a place of greatness because God is there, the God of heaven. The God of heaven makes heaven what it is. Daniel recognizes who he's praying to, and he gives reverence to him. The Lord's prayer, which Jesus teaches us to follow, also sets this example when it says, Hallowed be thy name, our Father who art in heaven. Daniel is praising God for his holiness. Despite Daniel's current dire circumstances, he gives reverence to God. And we can learn a huge lesson here. Folks, people, friends, church, family. When we are in dire circumstances, our life is on the line. We're about to be torn limb from limb. Killed, cut into pieces, or so we may feel at times. We're breaking down emotionally, physically, spiritually. Satan is knocking at your door, or maybe death is knocking at your door. We can learn from this lesson and we can give reverence to God who is in control of life and death itself. As Pastor Tony Evans once said, when we are experiencing chaos, we need to remind ourselves that there is a God in heaven who reigns over the confusion on earth and then give him thanks. Let me read that to you once more. Tony Evans, pastor, Dr. Tony Evans out of Texas. When we are experiencing chaos, we need to remind ourselves that there is a God in heaven who reigns over the confusion on earth and then give him thanks. The God of heaven reigns over the chaos. He is in control. He can eliminate it all together or he can keep it for his will, for his plan and be with you to guide you through it to give you strength, to give you peace, to help you through the confusion. Moving on, Daniel moves from the who, or the subject, to now the object, or what he is praising him for. Daniel praises God for his wisdom and power. Notice now, God is not just wise, but also powerful. He is all-knowing and all-powerful. God is able to and will execute his wise and sovereign wills. He doesn't just know how to do it. He can do it, and he will do it. This includes the dream that Daniel will be explaining to the king soon. It will come to be. It has come to be, and it will continue. God's kingdom is the only forever kingdom, the only kingdom which will prosper forever and never be destroyed, and Jesus will come, being victorious. You see, many rulers and leaders in the world have power, but they lack wisdom. They can be very dangerous because their power is not kept in line through wisdom. And many people in the world are wise, but they're not in positions of power, so their wisdom may be useless in bringing good to many people But God is both powerful and wise. He governs the world with wisdom, so we need not fear his power. But what Daniel discovered is most amazing, and it's that God is willing to share some of that wisdom and power with simple and helpless people to bring glory to his name. Daniel prays, then in chapter 2, verse 23, he says, I thank and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and power. We too should praise God for his wisdom and power. We also praise him for his control. We praise him for his love. You see, God is over all kings, all rulers, all authorities. Going into an election season, this is encouraging news. We can praise God for his wisdom and power over the presidents, the senators, the congressmen, the state representatives, the mayors, the governors, whatever other authority, power, um, election you may think of. God is wise. God is powerful. He is mighty. And Romans 13, 1 tells us there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Now let us stop wringing our hands, as one pastor says, over national elections. And let's get on our knees praying for those in leadership those up for election and when people get an office we don't like we distrust or we don't believe will glorify god in their actions or maybe we don't believe they have our best interest at heart and we're gonna see that i know we will in times to come in days to come if not this election future elections when this happens we need to pray even more get on your knees get on your faces and pray now, I'm not saying that we don't also educate ourselves so we don't get out there and vote. We do, and we vote for the, to the glory of God. But we need to pray. We need to pray first. We need to pray during. We need to pray after. We need to continually pray. And then we need to praise God as we speak today that he is in control no matter what happens. 1 Timothy 1 I'm sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1 and 2 says, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. People, folks, friends, family of God. How often do we excuse ourselves from praying for certain people, maybe because we don't like them? But in reality, we need to be praying for them even more as we also pray for ourselves. Moving on, men, how do you submit to God? How do you lead your families? You see, Daniel praises God for he is the God of his fathers, we read. Daniel sees how God has given him wisdom and power, but Daniel sees that he has also given wisdom and power to the fathers before him, to his ancestors, to his legacy, to his his kingdom and his nation, to Judah. God is always sovereignly ruling over the earth. And Daniel recognizes the privilege of having God-fearing, praying, believing ancestors. He sees what a blessing it is to have faith passed through the generations, to know where true life comes from, hope, joy, power, wisdom, and salvation. All this and more is available through the free grace of God through his son Jesus. Men, we must lead our families with faith in Christ at the center and forefront. Men, hear me now. God and his ways must not take a side seat to football, hunting, work, and hobbies or whatever else. God must be first in your life. And that way we can pass it down to what is second in our life, our families. Our children, our wives, our spouse, we must lead spiritually, especially in dire circumstances like Daniel was in. Make God a priority. Pass down this blessing for your wife, children and their children to know and follow in the future. Daniel praises God for his wisdom and power. Even though Daniel and his friends and all the wise councilmen and the king could be about to be killed by the king's royal orders, he would give thanksgiving praises to God who's ultimately in control of this authority anyways. You see, Daniel knows his history. There have been a lot of bad rulers, bad people, bad times. A lot of this due to the sinful ways of people and nations as they turn their eyes away from God. But Daniel also knows that God is still always sovereignly in control. God's kingdom will be the only one to forever prosper and never be destroyed. As we read also, it says, He removes kings and establishes kings. He he changes seasons. This also can be applied to the dream that is going to be interpreted. But we'll talk about that next week. You see, verse 22 tells us that the one true God whom they worship and praise now is the one who reveals hidden things. Daniel praises God for his omniscience. For he is omniscient. There are no mysteries to God. God knows all things things of the past, the present, and the future, things in creation, things in darkness. He brings light to the darkness. All the things done in secret behind closed doors are known to God. Whew. that might make you shake a little bit in the pews this morning in your seat. God knows what is done in secret. So we should take every thought and make it obedient to Christ, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. God is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He alone knows all and controls all. There are no mysteries to him. As Psalm 139, verse 1 to 4 and 6 say, "'You, O Lord, have searched me, and you know me. "'You know when I sit and when I rise. "'You perceive my thoughts from afar.'" You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before word is on my tongue, you know it completely. O oh Lord, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. You see, to know there is a God who knows all our thoughts is both humbling and gratifying and terrifying. It is humbling when we realize that those sinful thoughts we thought were secret do not go unnoticed by God. God. As we're humbled by that, may we also therefore be challenged, as I stated in 2 Corinthians 10.5, which says too, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Knowing there is a God who knows all our sinful thoughts is also gratifying. It is pleasing because he still loves us. We see that he sent his son Jesus to die for the world, to die for us, yet while we were still sinners... All the dark and deep unknown things to man are surely known to God. But he also reveals great unknown things to us as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11 say, says, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit." The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We praise God for His Spirit because He helps reveal the hidden things of God to us. He helps us to understand. And of course, finally, there is no doubt that Daniel praises God for the specific answers to his prayers. Daniel praises God specifically for the revelations of the mysterious dream of Nebuchadnezzar to himself. Now please note, all of this was done, I believe, without once mentioning any selfish motivation or mention of the fact that his life was in danger. His prayers and praises are selfless. His prayers and praises are selfless. Do our prayers show a yearning for self-gratification, glorification? Or do they show that we want to glorify God? I believe too often our prayers are all out of selfish ambitions, selfish gratification, selfish glorification. We pray out of our wants, our needs, our desires, instead of looking for God's wants, God's desires for our life to help his plan come into existence, to be executed. You see, God does not need you, but God wants you. Praise God. Daniel's prayers and praises are selfless, and ours can be as well. Daniel praises God. He looks to glorify him. He looks to accomplish his will. And like the Lord's prayer Jesus teaches, in the new testament as well as many other of his teachings it says thy kingdom come thy will be done we too can live with this thought because of this daniel's prayers and bold face along with of course the matching up with god's sovereign will god reveals what no one else could god gave daniel a bit of his godly wisdom and power to fulfill the king's impossible request and to shock the king into recognizing the power of the God Daniel worshipped, and also to show both King Nebuchadnezzar, his people, and Daniel prophecy of what was to come. Boy, I think back to the beginning of this chapter when we talked about this dream and how the Babylonians, like many cultures of the day, they put great importance on dreams and knowing what dreams meant because they thought that they could help them for the future. Well, I don't think the king was prepared for all of this, all of these empires which would be destroyed, and yet God's kingdom would forever prosper, never be destroyed. Let's talk about some take-homes. Where does this leave us? What's the application? If you haven't had enough already, well, here's first. Here's number one. You see, we are not to just pray to God for our wants and needs, but to also give God your thanksgiving praises. That's the overwhelming and main idea of today in your take-home thought. Don't just pray to God. Praise God. Now, we give praise to God for who he is. We, we, we praise him as we're in reference of him. We praise the subject, which is the God of heaven, but then we also give praise to God for what he does, the object. He gives wisdom, might, revelations, just to name a few from this example today. What can you think of specifically to praise God for today? Because Daniel also shows us that God is praised specifically for the answered prayers. You see, we are good at crying out to God in our times of need, even by, if by accident. Let's practice praising him too. God is always working. As that song we sung tells us, he is a light in the darkness, a miracle worker, a savior, a way maker. So how do we close now? We close with two things, I believe. One, remember to praise God. Remember to praise God. Found a couple good quotes here. A thankful heart is a grateful heart. Show God you're grateful. A grateful soul not only prays, but praises, especially when your prayers are known to have been heard and answered, as one other scholar said. And two, and well, maybe the most important takeaway from Daniel's prayer and praise is this. God reveals deep and mysterious mysterious things to not just any person. He reveals these things to his children. Let me say that again. God reveals deep and mysterious things to not just any person. He reveals these things to his children. Are you a child of God? You see, many people had been asked to reveal the mystery to the king, but none could, none. None, 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 none could. But Daniel had the mystery revealed through the God of heaven, the one true God, the God of wisdom and might. He was a child of God. He was devoted to God. Are you part of his flock? Are you looking for a revelation today? Are you looking for a mysterious deep secrets of this life to be made known to you? We must have a restored relationship, an intimate spiritual connection to God the Father through his son Jesus. The power of the cross, the power of his body broken, his blood spilled to cover you. Have you submitted to him? Do you See him as Lord and Savior. Have you confessed with your mouth that he is such? Confess with your mouth today. Make September 20th of 2020 the day that you say, Lord, you are my God. Lord, I need you. Lord, I can't do it on my own. Lord, you are the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you. Please forgive me of my sins and live with me forevermore. Give me life. Give me understanding. And may I glorify you, may I praise you forevermore. There is no life and no understanding of life without God through Jesus and the helper, the spirit you will receive. John 14, six says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. First Corinthians 2, 14 says, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they're discerned only through the Spirit. We need the Spirit of God to help us to understand. We need the Spirit to convict us and challenge us and to help us. Daniel was a man devoted to God. He was one of his flock, his sheep, his children. You may be too, are you? Really? Think about it. Look to your life. Look to your actions. Look to your words. Look to your thoughts. Look to your past. Have you ever asked God to save you? Have you ever confessed with your mouth that he is Lord and Savior? If so, I beg you, I plead with you, do it today. And come tell me so I can praise God with you. So I can praise God with the angels who will be celebrating of the new life. Find salvation, life, hope, and receive the Spirit of God to give you understanding, to reveal the mysteries to you. Find the challenge in the Scripture today to not just pray to God, but praise Him too. God, God's answer to the prayers of these young Israelites made them burst into thanksgiving and praise. When was the last time you burst into thanksgiving and praise of God? Praise him through the storm. Praise him in the storm. Praise him over the storm. Praise him in the good times. Praise him in the bad times. He is a way maker. God is always working. He's a light in the darkness, a miracle worker, a savior, a way maker. Let's close in prayer now. Please pray with me. Lord, we thank you for you are a way maker. Lord, we thank you for you are the God of heaven, the God who created it all. Lord, you are in full control and your kingdom will forever prosper and never be destroyed. Lord, we praise you and thank you for we can look forward with great hope and anticipation to the return of Christ. He will come back for us and we will live with you forevermore. We have a heaven to look forward to and people to be reunited with and a God to worship forever. Lord, we thank you for you are wise, you're powerful, you're mighty, and you reveal great and hidden things to us. We praise you today, and we thank you for you are God, the God of heaven. Amen.